Today's guest is Ty Tremblay, a tattoo artist focused primarily on realism infused with elements of fantasy and abstraction. His studies in modern and contemporary art continue to inspire his artistic endeavors. Ty opened his own studio in 2016, which now hosts six other local artists working in a creative, passionate, and open environment. Without further ado, this is my conversation with Ty. We're going to start with exploring imaginative realism. So can you tell us about your artistic journey and how you discovered your passion for tattoo art? Specifically, what drew you to the captivating world of imaginative realism? I mean, lame to say like, oh, when I was a child, but um, I, I was always drawing faces as a, as a kid. Um, funny I got in trouble like always drawing uh, like naked mermaids for some reason was kind of my uh, my jam um, so that and like you know my creepy uh, creepy lady faces so it's funny how like decades later I'm still kind of going back to the uh, to the same thing mm-hmm. um, so I've always had a fascination with uh, yeah, drawing uh, drawing people drawing humans um, the emotion the faces uh, but it's fun having a, a little bit more fantasy part to it so it's not just uh, just grabbing a picture it's trying to get like a captivating some sort of emotion and then from there I kind of pull more kind of fantasy themes in it of uh, I don't know what it is to be uh, to be human thinking of like uh, the bigger picture um, you know like humans connected with nature that kind of stuff and then from there sort of tying those images together and yeah making something that just kind of has a charged emotion when you look at it I think that's the most important part for me yeah and out of curiosity because you're like the moment you started talking about um, manipulating the human body and adding other elements from say nature i automatically thought like of what like your 90s creepy movies and whatnot yeah so like does your inspiration go also like in that realm come from that type of realm as well the movies as in like what would you mean by movies um Toss me some movies. <laughs> okay, we'll say Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, cool. For yeah. instance. Yeah. And what other movies are we talking about? I don't know. Like, I, I was thinking like Friday the 13th for some yeah. reason. <laughs> I'm definitely a, a horror movie fan. So for sure, that'll have a uh, um, that'll have a big influence too. Um, I'm a huge art nerd too. So I think a big part of it comes from, uh, from that. Uh, I studied uh, fine arts and art history at U of T. Oh, big nerd. Wait. Uh, they had fine arts at U of T. Uh, yeah, it was uh, so it was a joint program with uh, Sheridan College. So you had um, so you did the fine arts part at Sheridan College and the art history part at the University of Toronto Mississauga. Yeah, I did not know that. It was a good program. I went yeah. to OCAD for sculpture and installation. Oh, very nice. There we <laughs> but go. But I started right. off in drawing and painting. Nice, right? And yeah. then there was that switch. But yeah, I did not know that that program was there. Do you think it's still there? I Maybe. think so. Maybe. I have not checked and I dropped out in my final year, but I think it's still there. Yeah. Yeah. That's also something that I find important is that to be a good artist, you don't really need that degree because in the end you're like, okay, what's this degree worth? Yeah. Type of thing. Right. And, but I feel like that's the case for so many things in the world now, especially like the ever-growing realm of tech where universities are kind of lacking and everything is updated in today's age and there are new techniques compared to classical art where it's certain types of techniques and then you mesh them together, Yeah. right? But anyway, I diverge a bit. (laughs) Did you finish your degree? Yes, I did. Congratulations. Thanks. But (laughs) I'm always like, hmm, okay, 
right? And I ended up moving from sculpture and installation to doing digital stuff. Very cool. So now I do digital and I'm like, okay, like what's the gauge here? But at the same time, I could say that doing sculpture and installation really helped as I do 3D stuff as well now. It's just a matter of applying all those techniques on, on a tablet. In your tattoo designs, what aspects of imaginative realism do you emphasize to convey a unique and enhancing experience for your clients? Ooh, big questions. Yeah. Um, I know. I'm yeah. sorry about that. But... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think going back from uh, from before, uh, I think that's why a lot of my my designs are kind of oriented around a uh, like a, a human figure or mostly like portraits, like the faces, just because um there's that emotion there and that there's you know the human experience is something that everybody can kind of relate to and experience uh so i'd say that's my uh, my starting point and you're you're kind of bouncing around with with clients so often when i'm doing um consultations or going back and forth on, on emails uh i'm less interested in the subjects that they want in the tattoo and more the uh the emotion or the reason why they're getting the tattoo what they're trying to uh, to convey so I find by, by getting those things, then I can kind of start bouncing around certain images that kind of represent that to, uh, to me or to the, uh, the client. Um, uh, are you, in other words, saying that you like want to have an input type of thing? Is, is that what I'm getting? Yes. From the, uh, from the client? Yeah. Uh, definitely. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a collaboration. Like I, I mean, I get that it's my, uh, my art and I'm the artist, uh, yeah, but the, uh, you know, the person's got to carry that to the grave. So I feel like they, they need to have some, some input in that too. And that's, what's kind of fun is that you're, you're sort of bouncing around. So it always feels like it's, uh, you know, my, my tattoo, but it kind of feels like it's theirs too. So it's like this cool kind of collaboration that you get to experience with somebody. And then when it's done, you kind of yeah. move on to the next thing. How do you feel about it? Cause there is that notion of, or at least when, when practicing or when learning in school, they always say like, okay, start over, start over. So they teach you how to draw and uh, 15 minutes later, they're like, okay, race it, like get on to the new one, right? Yeah. Uh, how do you feel with that in the realm of tattooing? Because with tattooing, well, of course, I understand that you're done and the person leaves, but then the art piece is always there. It's not necessarily like something that you keep, but yeah, it's forever living, Right. So how do you like gauge with that? It, I'm really curious just because like, <laughs> that's yeah. why tattoo artists can't sleep at night. It's a, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a weird feeling. Cause that's in, in school too. Funny enough, I, uh, I focus mostly on drawing and painting too in the, uh, in the beginning. Um, that was nice. Sometimes you, you know, you did a drawing or a painting that you weren't really feeling. Mm -hmm. You can burn it. You can throw it out. You can, you know, put a fresh uh, coat of gesso and start over. It's tough and it definitely creates a lot of uh, anxiety. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why um, so many tattooers, like we're, we're very self-conscious and, and super critical just because there, there isn't that, that chance to, um, you know, to, to improve it or to, uh, to make it better. Um, I'm sure you, you, you feel the same as an artist that it's kind of the frustrating part of creating art is you're, you're always better or like at an advantage when you're finished the piece as opposed to when you first started it. Mm, um that's so true yeah again i i think that's kind of just part of the sort of trials and and tribulations of being an artist um i guess you kind of got to like enjoy the journey i feel like it's more that but the nice thing about it is that it's a recorded staple so you have the ability to look back at the art piece and analyze it in a way that you're like okay how does it work with skin 
once more how does it heal whereas like in the digital world i feel like it's more like oh i deleted the file by mistake (laughs) (laughs) yeah right a person for the most part um is always there and they could also give you feedback and they could also come back and I i feel like that interaction and the point that you're doing it on someone's skin is automatically something like okay the art piece is giving you feedback the canvas i mean is giving you feedback on how you did this piece and how it's applied type of thing that's crazy and and that's uh, (laughs) crazy i mean tattoos age over uh, over time the skin you know it's it's kind of a a, i don't want to say ridiculous thing that we're doing but you know we're trying to do these photorealistic images like imprint into your skin with uh you know ink being held onto by uh, by your cells mm. like it's it's ridiculous so things things do change over time so seeing seeing your tattoos five years from now like that gives you a lot of information about what you're doing as well um so that's thinking about that longevity you got to kind of think ahead too so some things will look really good fresh and they might look okay six months from now a year from now but you know yeah. 10 years in the sun uh, might be you know a not so good looking tattoo that's true um, and that's a surprise and that's some part of the again the joy of learning and uh, making mistakes and learning from your mistakes there's so many factors that you just have to consider as a tattoo artist and that's crazy for me that's crazy like from health benefits to or not necessarily health benefits but then um how it affects the health of a person how it heals how um as you said how it how it's sustained um in time so many factors and like out of curiosity yeah like with your tattoo for instance do you in the next years or 10 years or whatever would you have to get it redone because as you said you're working on skin yeah and skin tends to heal itself or or the human body at least tends to heal itself and like the cells will eventually die the ones that are there while they're dead yeah (laughs) Uh, do we want to jump into some boring science real quick? Quick, 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 quick. Let's, okay. let's yeah. do it. Um, so the uh, it's, it's part of your your kind of immune system that you got these cells called macrophages. Yeah. Uh, the pigments in the ink are the exact size that your body won't try to process them, um, but it freaks out that there's some weird form material in it. Uh, so these macrophages just absorb that um, that ink, and then it becomes part of your uh, becomes part of your body. So really cool, but they have a, a certain lifespan. Um, so every time that the microfascias um, die, the ink spreads a little bit till another one captures it. So your tattoo will be spreading over time, no matter what. So you got to take that into account when you're oh. doing a tattoo. That that line that's two millimeters thick is probably going to end up being you know five millimeters thick down the road. So you got to have room for it to uh, to sort of grow and to kind of bleed into the skin a little bit. Wow, yeah. I did not think of that. So basically, if you have those like some tattoos or like line tattoos are thick as hell yeah right so those are gonna basically oh my god they'll spread the little lines will spread they'll they'll fade so yeah, oh. you're, uh, you're, you're going with your tattoo i kind of like it i mean i've been i've had some old clients that they're like oh i got this back in 1962 and you know it's just like a gray mush like you kind of like it uh, it's i don't know it's that, cool it's part of the history too that's interesting that's sick i really <laughs> love that uh, didn't tell you, uh, didn't tattooing start like with pirates or something no no it started way before pirates what am i saying like tribal tattoos yeah thing uh, i mean uh, what's his name ice man was uh oof, don't quote me on this five thousand years old up. with the uh, scene with tattoos oh. um yeah they they think it might have had some health benefits too because it was all around his uh, his joints and he suffered from arthritis so i think there might have been a connection with the 
with that but um, yeah egyptians everything but you yeah. are right with um a lot of sailors brought it back and uh, like after the uh, war kind of became more common in north america so you have that sort of uh, american traditional that came from that pretty cool you know your stuff i try yeah <laughs> <laughs> try is an understatement yeah. <laughs> thank you thank you uh how do you skillfully merge elements of imagination and realism to create captivating and evoking tattoo designs um going back to you know nerdy uh nerdy art history kind of uh education um i do think those uh those sort of things work the uh work the same you know a, a successful sculpture drawing painting they all got the same things that you're talking about you know difference in uh, in, in contrast how things are are capturing the uh the light um so i'm always trying to think of those things too um especially with the uh, the tattoo when you're doing realism trying to see how the the light would kind of hit and you're creating that effect in the in the tattoo so you need some heavy uh, heavy darks in there to make some things look light too um mm. so I, I find for for technique i kind of do a kind of like thirds so a third like super darks you got your blacks you got your dark grays okay. a third medium tones and then a third kind of light and skin tones and that uh, that gives you kind of a nice variety and you know that the tattoo is going to hold up over uh, over time too okay what about uh taking into consideration so okay I'm really curious. I see tattoo artists, like when, when they merge, say, for instance, three images together, right? We'll say a face, a clock, and a cup. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, yeah. Right? They're trying to merge these three together. However, shadow, right? Light source. Yeah. What's going on there? Because most of the time I see, like, the face will have different shadowing and then the clock will have different shadowing. How, like, is that something that you have to keep in mind or is that something that you're like, okay, is it, is it a cheat that you're, you just skip out and you're like, okay, I'll just like do them with different shadows or right. do you have to consider that and like recreate them with shadow? I mean, like it can, can, can or should, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll say like should take that into uh, into account. Um, that's what's one of the difficulties with uh, like if you're doing realism, you're you're doing it based off of photos. That's the, um, exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. So, like I said, if you don't have photos that have similar light sources, well, then you're kind of in trouble. So you either have to manipulate them to try to get them to uh, to work or find uh, different references. Um, so that can be a hard part too, and that's part of the collaboration with the uh, the tattoo. So you'll spend hours and hours on a design. You send it over. The person's like, "Oh, everything looks amazing," but I was thinking instead of the face tilted that way, how about we tilt it this way? And you're mm. like, oh, "It's not a sculpture. I can't just yeah." It and, and that's the crazy part of it, right? Is that it's image sources, and that also makes me think, how would it work if like you created three D stuff and you're like, "Okay, I could just model it around. I could move it," you know, like that introduces a different element type of thing definitely into the introduction of tattooing but at the same time i feel like just because it's clients who come in they normally you can correct me if i'm wrong <laughs> they come in with pictures for sure and they're like yeah. i want this yeah with combined with this right and you're just like okay i i have to work with this yeah. type of thing but it, yeah and again it uh it's 
like everybody's going to be working different and that's why i try not to grab just like the pictures that they they gave me want to you know make something a little more uh, exciting but uh i do want to mention how you uh you said that you use zbrush before there's a, a few ta tattooers like uh, darwin enriquez for example uh he does most of his designs using zbrush yeah and does really really cool uh, cool stuff with it so it, it gives him you know a lot more variety and options to uh, to play yeah. around with i feel like when you use something like zbrush um like yes you could kind of do things for your clients but then for the most part it would mainly be you doing your own artwork onto others yeah type just of thing. having some fun with it mm. which is nice too yeah that is <laughs> it's a nice treat we're, we're yeah. gonna also go into that topic. okay cool <laughs> <laughs> so um, as we were talking about technique and processes, can you describe the process uh, you follow to capture the essence of imaginative imagery in your tattoo designs? Yeah, it's just uh, like I said, it, it all comes down to like an emotion and a, a feeling to me. Like that's the most successful part, and that's when I feel like I've done my job right too. Is when you know clients later they'll they'll message me and they'll be like, oh, you know. My, my mom started crying like in a good way from the uh, from the tattoo or, or something like that or like uh like you you, you captured that uh that feeling from this design like i was able to uh you know it's a it's kind of like a healing experience too mm. for people uh i feel like a lot of people tend to get tattoos in uh kind of like like harder harder times either like when they're in the middle of it or really? kind of getting through it yeah yeah there's uh there's something kind of uh uh ceremonial uh, about it you know mm. it's a uh, it, it, it takes time it's uh it's painful you're booking your appointments you're waiting um it's something permanent you're modifying your body uh so it can be pretty uh pretty heavy so i feel like it's it's part of that healing process too so if i if i don't have something that has carries emotion or anything with it if it's just like a cool picture um i'm sort of like well then just buy like a cool t-shirt you know which is fine too <laughs> but like it's i don't know you want know something like mean. a little bit heavier a bit of a, a a deeper like meaning so i think that's where um my most um important part i guess would would be when it comes to uh, to the design that if i'm not feeling that then like it's not working and i've got to you know i've got to start brainstorming again yeah i feel like on my part it's like I'm just going to talk personal. Yeah. The reason I haven't gotten any tattoos is not necessarily because I haven't gone through hardship, but then because of commitment. Yes. Right. I am somewhat afraid to commit to a tattoo and be like 10 years down the line. Oh, like I do not know why I got this <laughs> back then. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a big, uh, uh, it's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. What about the tattooing side for the, the process? process? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I'd say I work. Uh, I guess I work a little bit more, kind of like a, it's kind of like a like a printer style. So you're kind of going, um, you know, got to work from the uh, the bottom and work your uh, work your way up because uh, you've got that like our application of the stencil. Mm -hmm. um, so if you have your hand leaning over it, or I don't know if you're getting warm and sweaty or something, uh, it'll wipe <laughs> the stencil away. Uh, oh. So you're kind of uh, you're kind of fighting with uh, with time which is kind of a cool part of the uh, the tattoo experience too so uh you know it's like this extreme challenge so <laughs> you're putting the stencil that's you know slowly wiping away from the uh, from the client um that you could possibly wipe away um and then the skin's getting swollen um mm. there's only so many passes that you can do on uh, on a certain area so you're kind of fighting with those uh, those things to uh, to make it which is kind of part of the joy of the uh, the process too. You said that there's multiple passes, only a certain amount of passes you can make. Is that before you have to give the tattoo time or the skin time to heal? Yes. I, I don't really understand that concept. Can you explain it to me a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Um, so when you're when you're applying the uh, the tattoo, so it's going right underneath your uh, your epidermis, the top of your skin that's always shedding and regenerating. 
Um, so it's going right underneath that. So you're breaking the epidermis to apply the ink into the dermis. The epidermis can only take like so much of a beating. So if you keep doing it, eventually you're going to do it that the epidermis is, is just absolutely fried and can't handle anymore. We, uh, we usually coin it uh, ground beef. <laughs> it's got a bit of a ground beef texture. Um, yeah, the tattoo won't uh, won't heal. Your body won't be able to start the healing process, and mm-hmm. it's just going to reject all of the ink, or you could be prone to infections, things like that. So you're you're kind of fighting to put as much pigment into that area as possible, while still also causing the least amount of trauma to the skin, so that you can get a proper heal. What does a non-proper heal look like after, say, months of? healing yeah, 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 perfect. yeah. Um, usually it'll be re- rejection of the uh, of the ink so people will like uh, you know kind of call it to fallout so it'd be a, an area that was heavy blacks that looked great the day of and then you know a week later you're like mm, things aren't looking so good there be it's a thick scab on it scabs it'll be gone it'll look like you didn't get tattooed in that area yeah whoa yeah so it's gonna oh <laughs> so it's kind of like a um yeah so it's basically you're scabbing, but then only to a certain degree. Yes. So which a, a properly yeah. laid tattoo, it should be, uh, it should be kind of like sunburn, sort of a uh, sort of peeling, just a little bit in the epidermis, a little bit of dry flaky skin. Um, but yeah. if you've got some thick scabs and stuff going on, that's, uh, that's usually not good news. Yeah. Mind blown. <laughs> this is, this is interesting. I'm like, that's getting you excited for your first tattoo now. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like, yeah, it's just like so far, Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm digging this. So I'm like, okay, okay. But at the same time, I don't want my first tattoo to be something small yep. type of thing. I'm like, oh, I want it to be something big, you know? Um, at <laughs> the same time, I'm like, oh, but I want to go to the gym and I want to, like, I want to, for, in- for instance, example, I'm like, I want to, like, gain 10 pounds. I don't know if that skin will stretch and if the yep. tattoo will stretch, meaning that it's not going to, like, look as good as it did before. It's, okay. it's, it's that commitment part. I get it. I, <laughs> advice I could give is like think of it like it, like reading like if you ever journaled in your in your life and you read like your old high school diary. You know, even though it can be cheesy, it's still sort of like a, a print of who you were at that time. Mm. So yeah, I've got some tattoos that like you know I'm how old am I now? Thirty two. Thirty two year old me would probably not get, but like nineteen year old me loved it. So I kind yeah. of uh, I kind of look back at it and I'm like, oh, that was a you know cool experience at the time. That's true. It's a great staple because um, once more. It's like with digital stuff, sometimes like cloud is cloud service is not available, you know, yeah. <laughs> when when like Apple shuts down that cloud service and you're like, oh, like I wish I had that memory or your phone runs out of storage or whatnot. Like every through everything being digital and subscription based, yeah. it's easy to lose memories of like the past yeah. and with having a tattoo it's just cemented there yeah and you get i don't know a nice flashback every time you look at it or you could be like damn yeah. why did i do this <laughs> those were choices yeah. <laughs> for sure uh, as you navigate the intricacies of translating imaginative concepts into tangible tattoos what are some of the challenges you encounter along the way and these challenges can Let's call them technical challenges rather sure. than um, like imagine imaginative challenges. Okay. Or, yeah. or artistic challenges. Um, 
again, fun, uh, fun part of the, uh, the job too, is you're, you're not working on like a, on a flat, uh, flat space or you're working around, uh, around muscles that are going to cause a distortion, you know, around, uh, around bones, those sort of things. So sometimes you have this idea in your head, you're like, oh, this is going to be amazing. I'll put the, uh, you know, the, the face out the, the top of the shoulder mm-hmm. and the like 200 pound, like, you know, <laughs> Jim Bro, love you guys. Come, uh, come in with like a massive shoulder, and like it's not going to happen. The the eyes will get completely distorted. Yeah, yeah, the full frog face. Yeah, yeah. It's, not a good, uh, it's not a good look. So you got to you got to take those things into consideration too. So you you got to start to to learn how things will flow on the body and how they're going to uh, how they're going to sit. Um, and then you know that even going back to what you were saying before, like, oh, what if I gain 10 pounds, lose 10 pounds, a properly designed tattoo, it should be a bit like, um, if you put like a logo on a balloon and mm. you blow up the balloon a little bit bigger, a little bit smaller, it'll still look the, uh, the same. It won't get, uh, won't get super distorted. So the same, the same kind of idea, if it's properly placed, it should be able to kind of grow with you. Yeah. And that's something that you're, that's an element that you're always thinking of. Yeah. And what other elements do you have? Of, uh, of challenges yeah um yeah so i'd say that I, again longevity of the uh, the tattoo uh i'm a sucker for detail it's a it's like a weird form of self-torture <laughs> um i know exactly what you mean yeah it's it, <laughs> kind of enjoy it right exactly like, it's gonna take forever but let's do it um so i find finding a balance between that and just knowing the longevity of the tattoo that i'm like i still want this to look good for the client you know decades uh, decades from now so i'm trying to find that balance too you know not uh, not not slacking off on the design either but doing something that you know will still be uh legible mm. decades from now um by that as well like also something is that we've talked about tattoos outliving their lifespan yeah. in that sense though would you prefer a person comes to you to kind of rework the tattoo how how does reworking tattoos work i know it's a little off topic no no for sure um yeah absolutely absolutely um i want to uh I mean, it would be terrible if I had a tattoo walk around that someone's like, oh my God, who did that? You know, so I'd, <laughs> I'd rather the person like, you know, come, uh, come back so I could, uh, you know, add, uh, add a little bit. And that's the thing, thing too, that yes, tattoos do, do age. Mm-hmm. You can, you can rework tattoos, uh, again and again and again, as long as you're not causing any, any scarring or anything like that, you could get tattooed a million times in those places. So you can definitely re- rework the, uh, the tattoo, put an extra layer of, uh, of black, smooth things, uh, smooth things out years down the road, and then you'll have a nice fresh looking tattoo again. Oh, and with the rework, it's like, since you're going to be reworking on the same part of the skin or something, like, would you say it's like a full arm piece? How many sessions would that take? To to rework it? Yeah. Um, or how many? Like, I mean, it would depend on the damage done. If somebody's yeah. like living in Florida and not putting sunscreen, <laughs> that might be a, a lot. But if, if somebody's, you know, taking care of uh, themselves and their their bodies, it, like your tattoo should still look uh, still look good. Uh, I mean, not to shoot my own horn. Those are all. These are all about six, seven years. Uh, six, seven years old. You lie. Yeah. You so. lie. I thought you got them like two years ago. Yeah. They so. they look. Is it just about sunscreen? Sunscreen. Sunscreen is your best friend. Uh, the uh, the sun kind of works a bit like a like a laser t- uh, tattoo removal. Uh, when we were talking about the uh, the pigments being the, the perfect size, mm-hmm. uh, the sun's strong enough to break to break those pigments apart. Um, and if it gets smaller, your yes. body will start absorbing those pigments and sort of. You basically pee them out like through your lymph node system. We'll uh, we'll get rid of them, so it'll break down your tattoo over time through the UV light. Bingo. Or... And you pee them out in time. Yeah. So sunscreen, everybody, sunscreen. Yeah. I'm loving this yeah. fact one one. <laughs> like you're just hitting me yeah. right now. <laughs> sunscreen, sunscreen, lots of sunscreen. Yeah. With the technical side and the artistic side of um, the techniques and process, 
how do you ensure that the final result of your tattoo designs truly capture the magic of both realism and imagination? So, yeah, I want both technical and like artistic based. Right. Because like, those two elements themselves, as, as you said before, um, you're a sucker for detail. So you like there's a lot of shading. There's a lot of lines. How do you ensure that the magic is captured in a technical way and artistic way probably the the thing i'm, I'm thinking about the uh, the most when it comes to the the design and the application is um light traveling i find that's an important part for for the realism and i think that's what can give it a bit of that magical um feeling too can you elaborate uh, yeah like i did uh, like i did a, a, a gorilla uh, recently on a uh, on a chest could have just done the uh, the gorilla face but i wanted to uh, I wanted a little bit more, so I thought like um, that we could kind of add the uh, the environment that we was in. So we started playing, uh, started playing around with uh, having some uh, some leaves, some trees, and stuff in the background, mm -hmm. um, but really playing up on that like that feeling when you're like looking up at the uh, at the sky through the leaves and like the the lights kind of breaking through. Oh, with the god rays. Yes, nice. thank you. Yeah, perfect. Yes. <laughs> um, so really like kind of playing that and sort of emphasizing that. So that's that kind of like more fantasy magical part. Like it's still a it's still the the picture, but you're like you're really really playing up on that uh, that light. So I find that's something that can get that uh, that feeling. So you have that sort of again nerdy, but like the like the the impressionist painters how they were doing like you know kind of that, that traveling light thing. So it's like this fleeting moment that you have of the the light hitting the water, hitting these leaves mm. or something like that, and like that'll um, that'll give you that kind of like so dreamlike state type of thing. Yes, thank you. Dreamlike, nice. exactly something like that. Just this uh, this like kind of cool fleeting uh, fleeting moment. I find the best ideas are usually like when I'm just in the shower. You kind of have those like aha moments. You know, that I'm like oh, like you just kind I of know. picture that yeah. in your head, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you ever like shower and then you're picturing a tattoo? You're like oh, this tattoo would be sick. Yes. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. What's the recent one? Uh, if, oh if you if you want to share it, if you want to yeah, share it. Yeah, I'm trying to think of uh, what I, I'm doing a cool uh, Valkari thigh piece um, coming up. And uh, yeah, just kind of made it like super, um, uh, super over the uh, over the top. And all those ideas kind of just came showering where I was like, oh, my God, I can make like your helmet have like Raven's eyes. So it matches like Odin's Ravens. Oh. And there's just like a bunch of eyeballs that make no sense. But it looks kind of cool. So why not? Oh. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. And it's also it's also awesome because like for the most part, I think you guys are not like as a tattoo artist, you're not necessarily under NDAs and stuff like that. No. Right. With film, it's always NDAs. It's yeah. always like, oh, can't say can't can't tell the idea or can't tell what i'm doing right now just because like nda yeah and <laughs> what not? well you're an artist but still navigating through a more of a, like a corporate kind of setting right that's, that's very true right and as a tattoo artist that's also something that's very unique to tattooing as a whole is that for the most part you get to do it it's basically just drawing yep. it, it's drawing and painting pretty much yeah. right Painting, drawing with pen. Yeah, definitely. What would you call it? That? Uh, yeah, in I'd comparison, uh, for for realism, probably more similar to uh, similar to painting. To be honest, yeah, um, yeah the uh, the needles are kind of like large, uh, large sort of flat flat yeah. paintbrushes. So, and the thing is, you take your time. Like the moment you start, you could be like, "Oh, dude, I'm doing this like sick piece or something like that." Never the case with film. No, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's beautiful work though. But yeah, we we kind of live a, a bit of like the the pirate lifestyle, which is uh, which is nice. We kind of get to operate a little under the uh, the radar. It's a it's a yeah. new industry. It doesn't have as much, um, I guess, uh, formality to it yet. Yeah. I feel like it's coming, but it's not uh, it's not uh, there yet. In what's that 
Um, how like can you can you elaborate when you say it's a new industry? Yeah, well, like when you're when you're talking about things like uh, like the NDA and stuff, like even uh, even regulations regulation um in uh in canada for uh, for tattooing is uh it's very limited yes yeah yes um, isn't it that anybody can do a tattoo but it's the the health aspect that they're very like sensitive about yes to health aspect in terms of tattoo shops not yes. anybody can tattoo not everybody can have a tattoo shop You've done your research, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so it's just the establishment that's licensed. So um, you'd be welcome to come tattoo at our studio tomorrow, and it would be perfectly legal. Um, yeah, we need any education like uh, like like bloodborne pathogens or anything like that. Um, that that's only like the main person that uh, that owns the studio that needs it, and just mm -hmm. a regular health inspection from the um, from the city. Why bloodborne pathogens? Uh, well, just because you you know you'd be dealing with like cross contamination with like you know blood with the ink and stuff like that. So okay. Things to uh, to learn, but like uh, even compared to in the the US, um, they have way more protocols with that where like tattooers are actually licensed. Whereas like here, I'm speaking for Ontario at least, uh, there's no license for the actual tattoo artist. Do you think that would make a lot of people from the US be like, oh, let me go to Canada to tattoo? To make it easier? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I'm not. Uh... In your opinion, yeah, like in terms of. Americans being like, okay, the law is a lot loose and they're not as strict. So I could come here and just start tattooing. Yeah, I don't, uh, I, I mean, it's even there, it's still pretty casual. Um, like for them to obtain their, their license, it's also like a pretty quick process. So mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't say that that's a big, uh, that that's a big advantage. I, I find like just compared to, uh, again, compared to like how your industry, how you have, uh, like said, you're talking about the uh, NDAs that there, there's more regulation with it. Like we don't really have any of that. There, there's no, um, there's no college or council or anything that like that, that's sort of looking, uh, looking over the industry. Um, so everybody's kind of like running on their own, sort of doing their own their own thing mm, but at the same time as much as everybody's running around doing their own thing i hear that what's it what's the term apprenticeships are yes. very important and this is something that matthew was talking to me about it's better when you have an apprenticeship going into a studio than not having an apprenticeship Yes. Type of thing. Can you elaborate why, in your opinion, you find that having an apprenticeship or um, it's easier or better? I'm putting words in your mouth. Go for it. Why it's better to hire someone who has undertaken an apprenticeship rather than hiring someone who hasn't taken an apprenticeship? Um, it would be less less work for you. Um, like you're, you're hoping if they did a proper apprenticeship, they kind of have the, you know, the kind of general idea of how to, uh, how to properly, you know, operate in a, uh, in a tattoo studio. Uh, whereas if somebody has, doesn't have that, you're kind of, you know, hoping for the, uh, hoping for the best, uh, at the same token, again, going back to, uh, like with no sort of regulation or standards, um, every apprenticeship is going to be completely different. Mm. Um, you hear horror stories of absolutely awful apprenticeships and other ones who, yeah, they've known their mentor for, you know, 20, uh, 20 plus years. Um, so it, it's hard to say if it, it really helps that much because it really depends on what kind of experience they had and there's nothing to kind of, there's no sort of standard to know what it should entail. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there are universal laws in the sense of yeah. <laughs> an apprenticeship, right? Can you name like two universal laws that you, that two of the supposed universal laws of tattooing, right. um, of undergoing an apprenticeship? Of what should be uh, should be done? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
sweeping and mopping floors. <laughs> <Does that count? laughs> That's a very important that one. Counts. Yes, that's super important. Um, yeah, just general uh, general cleaning, and again, like like re- really important learning, like the the bloodborne pathogen and cross contamination part. Like we're you know we're, we're we're artists, and you're trying to make cool tattoos, but you're also got to do it in a safe environment that you're not going to you know God forbid cause something awful to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I'd say those are probably the most important kind of like ground rules that should be taught in the apprenticeship. And once you've got that down path then you're kind of safe to work in the uh, in a tattoo setting from there you can start kind of learning to uh you know mm. to get better at, at tattooing and what about in terms of before acquiring an apprenticeship what do you believe aspiring tattoo artists should have under their belt what skills or what knowledge should they have um already set before they start acquiring um i would these say apprenticeships? um yeah good good question i mean any any type of like uh not to hate on sculpture any type of like two-dimensional art like, will help <laughs> sculpture will probably help too three-dimensional too but uh, just like two two-dimensional renderings of either like a drawings paintings whether it be digital art charcoal anything like that um but just having that that strong foundation mm-hmm. um speaking from like uh artists that focuses more on uh on realism having somebody who has studied that as well that they understand proportions understand how light you know travels and contours around a um, you know around an object or a, or a person uh, those things are really important so having a, a super strong portfolio um, and also getting tattooed I think really really helps too if you if you are interested in getting an apprenticeship somewhere uh, get tattooed at that tattoo shop mm-hmm. you'll get a feel for the person you'll build a, a relationship a connection you can see their their process and I think that really helps as opposed to just kind of you know, throwing it out there and, and sending yeah. the same email to 500 tattoo studios and crossing yeah. your fingers. That's true. What if the person says no and you're like, okay, on to the next tattoo and then yes. your whole body is covered. <laughs> and then you're covered and you still know <laughs> tattoo your like... shit. <laughs> your parents disown you. Yeah. <laughs> Possibility. Yeah, it's worth the risk. Possibility, but worth the risk. I like that. I really like that. Uh, so we're going to dive into client collaboration and satisfaction. We talked a little bit uh, about the client satisfaction, but more in depth. So balancing artistic freedom with meeting client expectations can be a delicate balance for the most part. Yeah. How do you manage to maintain your creative vision while ensuring that the client's desire and preferences are honored in the tattoo process? Yeah. So like with your industry, you probably have the, the same experience too, where you're you might be dealing with people who aren't necessarily that artistic, who are giving artistic input, <laughs> uh, which can be difficult. So, not to uh, not to be douchey, but like sometimes I think I'm like, okay, this person's coming to me. They have a great idea. They have a great idea. They want the tattoo. Um, they're also trusting me to tell them that things aren't always good or going to work out. So, um, I feel like throughout the years I've built that confidence where I'm okay telling somebody like I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're going for. Is not going to work. So yeah. let me, you know, give you some other options. Yeah. 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 I feel like that's very important. Are, are they boundaries though that you have in your process that you're like, okay, like I cannot cross these boundaries. You don't have to mention them. Yeah. yeah. Um, which means like certain things that people would ask for that I won't do or. Um, more like ensuring that your vision is also given to them. For, for instance, um, some people like Matthew, for instance, he's like, yeah, I'm not going to create objects if you come to me with an object i'm like no Mm. right um and that's like something like very small yeah so like are they 
parts where you're like, okay, like I, I just can't do this. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I, I try to stay pretty picky so I can, you know, hold some, uh, some artistic integrity. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fortunate enough that at least so far I've got a, uh, I've got a decent amount of clientele that I can kind of pick and choose my, uh, my projects. Nice. Um, yeah, so that's good. So I usually, uh, I like large scale. Um, the, uh, the most artistic freedom you can give me the better. Um, yeah, things like objects and stuff I pr- typically won't do just because same thing. It doesn't really have much charged emotion, even though it can be a beautiful tattoo. Mm. Um, I'm not going to get that like fun, heavy heart feeling when I'm <laughs> designing it, unfortunately. So that's probably not, not, and honestly, they'd be better going to another artist who would be excited about it. They'll get a better result. Mm-hmm. So I feel like as a growing tattoo artist though, you have to do the object here and there <laughs> suck it up man yeah sometimes you, uh, sometimes you have to and that's that's again part of the learning process too who knows sometimes you'll end up uh, randomly falling in love with it like i i said forever i would never do any color tattoos yeah um a few people pulled my arm enough that i did a few um color tattoos would yeah. you consider the oni mask a color tattoo yeah like it's got some color color infused i guess you yeah. could uh, you could call it yeah um and that's only been the last couple of years and it was just like i said people kind of pulling me that uh, that way and now i love it and i incorporate it into my own designs for fun nice. so you never know you never know navigating the delicate balance of artistic in- integrity and client satisfaction can be a challenge how do you approach this balancing act to ensure both you and your clients are pleased with the final outcome I feel like we, we will both get a feel for it with the uh, with the client. Uh, I always send my designs um, super ahead of time because I like having time to to breathe with it, and I like the the client to uh, to have that too. Um, so usually I'll send an initial design. Uh, if they love it, fantastic, we're good to go. Mm-hmm. If they're small re- revisions, no problem. I'll, I'll send them an updated one. Um, if it's that we're not even close, like we're just on like like you know crossing different <laughs> paths. I mean, that's like our sign right there. So I usually kindly tell them like, you know, which, what I'm, I'm we're basically talking two different languages here. Mm. Um, so like, it's not going to happen because I know that the client will end up doing so many compromises that it's a tattoo they wouldn't be happy with. And same with me. Um, so sometimes you got to have like an awkward breakup. Yeah. With that awkward breakup, uh, curious, would you as a shop owner pass it down to someone else in your shop or just completely close the doors for your, your shop? Always. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have a, we have a pretty like chill environment at the shop. So we'll just, you know, be like, Hey, I've got this client that wants so-and-so like if somebody's interested, mm-hmm. uh, if they are, then I just let the person know right away. Like, Hey, like it feels like we're not really on the same, uh, on the same page. However, uh, so-and-so artists at our shop, fantastic, um, person, they'll take good care of you and they would love to take on your project. That's neat. Yeah. That's um, neat. yeah, we work together for sure. I love an environment where you can work together and it's, it sounds like it's not about competition more just like artistic freedom and getting the job done and places like that are most of the time just satisfying to work in because it's an ease of mind moreover anything and it's not like everybody's just biting themselves to find a new client and they're gonna start biting each other you know i feel like that's when the dynamic starts being or the environment starts being a little poisoned uh but then if you're able to give clients to even the people that are working um for you you're like okay and and it just like automatically like that circle starts coming with everybody and at the same time you want your business to thrive for the most part right for sure (laughs) you're not creating like a survival of the fittest gladiators no, I, type of thing yeah exactly and i like that kind of like like 
shark salesman attitude when it comes to uh, when it comes to like it's just kind of icky um yeah i would have you know done a totally different job if that was the uh, if that was the case um yeah i think it's uh, important to be collaborative with people and to know you're not the only talented artist out there i mean like we're in toronto there's thousands of incredible artists around around here so you know kind of Stay, uh, stay humble and know that there's other talented people that you're working around and it's not always a competition. You're, yeah. doing, uh, you're doing your best and they're doing their best and that's okay. And I like that about art in general is that there's so many talents. And the nice thing is that with so many talents, there are different types of styles and everybody has this unique way they can create a piece. And I feel like that's the realm of where artists tend to stand out. And yeah. Whatnot. And that's just chef's kiss <laughs> i like that that's good yeah <laughs> for aspiring tattoo artists who are captivated by the realm of imaginative realism what advice would you offer them as they embark on their own artistic journeys um so i'd say it uh yeah step one try to uh you know try to master some sort of um realism art outside of the tattoo world before um I don't mean this in an arrogant way, but like, like even, uh, like I had been drawing and painting for, for years before I got into tattooing and I, I kind of took it too lightly when mm. my, my first time going for, uh, with the machine, I was like, come on, let's give me like a drawing. Um, <laughs> and then with the five minutes, I was like, Ooh, no, like it is not, not new. Oh, this is not good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think if you, if you're not confident enough in your skills before getting into tattooing, like you're going to have a lot of work to, uh, to do. Whereas if you've got that, uh, that background, like, um, uh our most recent apprentice uh tristan he's fantastic he's been drawing for uh for years and years um when he came on board it's the like fastest apprenticeship i've ever seen uh he's yeah. been with us for about a year now he's already tattooing sleeves and all that oh. um but he had been drawing again for for years uh for years before he took uh, he took classes um, i'd definitely recommend that too it doesn't necessarily have to be like in a institution of some sort of like a college yeah. or university but some sort of courses education learning from people going to museums something just like get absorbed by art before you jump into tattooing mm. um tattooing seems like one of those jobs that seems really really cool thanks to ink master and miami ink and stuff like that <laughs> uh, it's not it's not cool at all it's uh <laughs> it's a lot of it's a great job but it's a lot of uh it's just a lot of crazy crazy hard uh hard work and that cool factor kind of gets you know put to the uh, to the side so if you're if you're not interested in doing breathing thinking living art 24 7 mm -hmm. you know think think twice about it as like a career path yeah and also the aspect of marketing yourself too as a tattoo artist you're your own ambassador pretty much uh i, I think too like uh artists kind of have a bit of a uh, an imposter syndrome which um i feel like because of that you're kind of always trying to be productive Mm. otherwise if you're you know if you're not making creating producing releasing anything like you know, are you really an artist so you kind of have that <laughs> feeling of like you always have to like oh god i gotta do something so i think because of that it's easy to get like over overworked or, or burnt out because you're constantly having to mm -hmm. produce something to sort of um have validity in your identity as an artist yeah. that is true yeah. but in the end i feel like it's about consistency but at the same time realistic consist consistency mm -hmm. more over anything because anybody can create something yeah and recreate next day someone is like okay i'll keep doing i'll draw for 10 minutes 
you know and the other person is like no i'll draw for three hours or five hours and then tomorrow i'll do it again no you're gonna burn out yeah you're gonna crash and tomorrow the person who drew for like five hours i bet you is not drawing the next day yep exactly right yep <laughs> it's just yeah setting yeah. boundaries for yourself too right of what like you said what what's yeah. actually realistic that yeah. i can do yeah are there any particular resources workshops or mentorship opportunities that you found valuable in honing your skills and mastering the art of imaginative realism <laughs> in your tattoo <laughs> what, what was that term again what was it <laughs> oh man that's great i'm sorry yeah. i was teasing there no no it's teasing. okay yeah no it's good <laughs> choice of words can um, i keep that but absolutely <laughs> okay. yes i was teasing no it was funny right, yeah. i liked it <laughs> uh man in terms of workshops and stuff uh can I say what not to do? Yeah. Um, I would say stay away from all the uh, the quote unquote uh, tattoo schools that are that are out there. Is that a thing? I, I feel like the yeah. like there's the master sh workshop master right. class. Yeah, the, the those online seminars. Yeah, yeah. How are those? Uh, those I'm okay with because it's uh, it's sort of intended for somebody who like like the tattoo ones, for example, would be for somebody who's already um, tattooing to kind of okay. like improve their skills. Yeah. Um, but the ones that it's uh, they're charging thousands and thousands of dollars. It's a weekend course, and they're having you, you know, coming in on Friday and by Sunday you're tattooing. This is no good. Um, you're just gonna learn terrible habits. And then when it comes to getting an actual apprenticeship at a tattoo studio, uh, the second they, they see that, that's just going to be like an instant red flag. Mm. So do not do the tattoo school. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sticking to, uh, again, any sort of like art uh, art classes you can uh, you can take would definitely, uh, would definitely help. And yeah, just getting tattooed is a big part too. That'll help. I, yeah. Um, what about, like, I, I feel like for tattoo artists, at some point they... They cross the line of like, or they start with objects and then they go on to the human figure. So would classes where, I forget the term, um, but you have... Like a, like a seminar or... No, not a seminar. Where you have a person standing in the middle. I'm supposed to know this because I did this so many times. The person is standing in the middle of the room and they're naked. Oh, life drawing. Yes, life drawing. Okay. I right. can't. I'm ashamed of myself. That should be your jam. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, how do you find those as well? Absolutely. I, I feel like those in terms of studying light and yeah, source of light anatomy, as you said, can yep. be important, but I'm not a tattoo artist. So please go ahead. I mean, art is uh, art is art. Like to, to me, tattooing is just another thing of, you know, instead of grabbing a paintbrush, you're grabbing a, uh, you're grabbing a needle. Mm. Um, yeah, so those things would uh, would apply exactly the same. And going back to your um, like life drawing or life painting is uh, is good because you're kind of getting a, a double whammy. So you're you're learning about the anatomy f to actually do your your designs and figuring out light, um, but also studying the human body will help with application of the tattoos as well. Yeah. So seeing where there are certain curvatures and how to complement that with the design. Um, so okay. yeah, life drawing, life painting, fantastic for sure. Definitely recommend. And any, super fun. Any other mentoring applications around? Yeah, um, that you would be like, yeah. Uh, I'd say, yeah, I mean, a lot of really good uh, tattooers around the world are doing a, a lot of like online seminars now. Um, mm. So I definitely recommend those if you want to kind of up your uh, up your game. Um, you know, that's people I've been tattooing for decades. Everybody's got some little tips and tricks. 
Um, so it's either that'll kind of help review some of the stuff that you've been doing or just give you quick little tips and tricks to, to improve. Um, so doing online seminars would help a lot. How did you establish your early stages of your career? Ooh. Yeah, uh, like how it all started? How did it all start? Let's get into Back the bio. In the day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was a yeah nerdy uh, art school kid. Um, I was planning on being a uh, college teacher. I wanted to teach drawing and painting. And yeah, I know. Whoa. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, a big oops. That's, yeah, that's big not oops. just an oops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's a big oops. Yeah. So I was, um, yeah, so I was doing, uh, I was doing that and serving, uh, serving tables. And then I kind of, although I, I enjoyed it, I wanted to do something that was, uh, that was a little bit more artistic that I used that, uh, that side. Um, so I saw an ad in the, I want to say Kijiji or something like that, um, of a tattoo studio looking for somebody to, uh, to help doing designs and drawings for the, uh, for the tattoos. I was like, oh, perfect. Like, I, uh, just I like the that. design and drawing aspect? Just that. Yeah. Okay. Nothing else. I know. Is that a thing or is that rare? I've find? never heard of it before or since. Okay. Um, but that was the uh, that was the perfect moment for me. Um, so that worked it's out. It was a sign. It was a sign. Exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the gods of tattooing. Uh, yeah. So then I started working at that tattoo studio doing um, some some drawings, designs and stuff for, uh, for another artist. Uh, fell in love with it. Um, it changed my uh, my entire life. Um, and then within about a year, I dropped out of school, um, started working there full time, tattooing, and uh, here we are. Damn. Yeah. And did you eventually you opened your shop? Uh, yes, in uh, end of twenty sixteen. End of twenty sixteen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, have you learned anything as a shop owner? Oh God. Yeah. Uh, For those who want to get a shop countless mistakes um advice is um i was doing it myself uh in the beginning and it was okay when we were like one artist and then we ended up being four artists and then by the end we we're seven artists i think and i was just not able to uh to handle it um mm -hmm. so my uh, my husband actually just joined recently as a co-owner of the studio as well nice um he can handle more of the management side and i can nice. enjoy the fun artistic <laughs> side which is cool so it's a good uh, it's a good uh, it's a good balance um it's it's fun it's nice having it it's it's definitely a lot of work and it's i think it's a lot of work if you want to do it right that's yeah. true honestly i find that the work moreover anything is just having people just lessens the burden as artists we have this idea that we have to create everything in our image moreover anything because we're we're playing god yeah. for the most part and like it's only after you realize that okay like you could have other people join into your little venture and tag along and play god with you and you will have better results yeah if you have other people playing god with you than if you're just trying to do it solo and at the same time it's nice working with people who want to be in an environment in an environment that is open and that is like okay we could work together we're a team as yeah. we said we're not gladiators <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly you can <laughs> only separate yourself into so many pieces yeah mm -hmm. exactly so this is the tattoo art community and industry evolution. Oh, right. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, within the tattoo art community, collaboration and support are vital. How do you see the importance of fostering a sense of community and collaboration among tattoo artists who share a passion for your type of style? Well, kind of going back to what we were saying before, how it's a... Uh, 
you know, it, it, it's still a pretty young uh, industry. Like everything did kind of blow up around the sort of Miami ink uh, ink times, which is uh, we're talking about maybe 20, uh, 20 years or okay. so. So yeah. it's, it's pretty young that it's become this big, this popular. I mean, mm-hmm. like in, in Toronto, I can't even count how many tattoo studios are, uh, are here now. Like it's you a, can't? I have no idea. I've, I, in our neighborhood, I think we have eight alone. Just oh. in the junction area. Honestly, still, I think it's better than the weed stores that are popping up. hundred <laughs> percent. If it's not a tattoo shop, it's a weed store. Yeah, <laughs> the occasional coffee shop here and there. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's uh, it's it's really grown really uh, really fast, and I, I feel like we're kind of catching uh, catching up with it. So um, a lot of the industry is kind of self regulated. Um, mm. So I think that's part of it too. That it's a uh, it's a big enough community, but it, it always feels small. Whenever you go to the tattoo convention, it's funny because you, you always, it's kind of like the, what is that, seven degrees of Kevin Bacon or something like that. <laughs> like no matter who you talk to, you've either worked at the same shop or you've, you've known somebody who's uh, who's worked there. Um, so that part of it is uh, is really cool that there's this really cool sort of uh, network. Mm. Um, on the flip side, there uh, there is a lot of competition. I think because now it's, I don't want to say an oversaturated market, but there it's, it's definitely blown up exponentially. Yes. Um, so it, it does feel a little bit, I don't want to say cutthroat, but you can feel a little bit of that, uh, that, that tension sometimes, which is, uh, which is unfortunate. So I think that's something that like, uh, you know, as an industry, we still got to figure out. Yeah. And that honestly, that's the thing though, is that at the end of the day, it's artists competing. It's not necessarily, I don't want to say it's my idea or my style is better than another person's style type of thing. It's more like you want more people to like your style of course yeah you know and it's not like and it's not like validation type of thing as well it's more just like hey my style is available and this helps me survive as an artist it's still a job yes it's still a job right so yeah how do you think that's going to be in the future with the internet giving us access to so many tattooed artists and mm-hmm. just artists in general, yeah. right? It's one of those markets where I'm just going to compare it to Instagram, for instance. So many artists, some artists don't get time of day, Yep. you know, and they're doing some crazy good work simply because, well, it's sat- Instagram is saturated with artists. Yeah. Yeah. How do you find that for for tattooing in the future because eventually it will become a little saturated uh, definitely. i don't think it's going to be like the weed stores where like everybody's going to go to mm-hmm. one weed store and then like the others die out because it's styles yeah right so and it uh like you can kind of see the um the, the change in the the industry even for the the size of the tattoo studios um so b- before it was mostly that you'd have you know a, f- a few big tattoo studios in uh, in each city and they you know have dozens of artists working there and i find now with social media people are kind of able to get their own traction get their own clientele they don't necessarily need that that kind of street shop that you had before um so in, in toronto you're seeing and everywhere around the world really a lot more kind of smaller private studios mm-hmm. um so i feel like that's a big uh, a big change um so it's, it's that's kind of changed the, uh, the the community um i'd say honestly for the for the positive i think is part of it um if you get into like the the nitty-gritty of it too um even the the way that the artists are, are treated um most tattoo studios always work commission-based um, so it was usually a 50, 50 split. Oh yeah. Between the, uh, the artist and the owner. Um, 
and now I feel like we're having the conversations of like, is this taking advantage of the of the artist? Is this justifiable? Yeah. That's you know that that's kind of changing. Um, so a lot are are switching to these smaller private studios where they're they're sharing um, expenses. They're working on a higher uh, commission. They're working on like a, a flat uh, a flat rate fee for uh, for the chair rental. Mm -hmm. um, so that's really changed the industry um, just in the last five years or so. Completely different.